Where is he? Where are you? Skull Rock. Uh, do you know it? Hello, everyone. We are reporting live from the Skull Rock broadcast. This is Stacy, and I am joined by... Hello, this is Megan, and good job with the name, Stacy. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be back. Episode two. Episode two. Ready to dive in. So hopefully by now everybody has listened to our first episode, yep. which we had lots of fun recording, and we're still actually in our winter break episodes. Everything's still going okay on your end? Pretty good. Again, I got to be honest, just looking after Quinn, my little dog, and just enjoying the time off. You know, right now it's pouring out here in mass, but uh, we'll take it. Anything's better than snow. Yeah, we are having a lot of rain in Maryland as well, East Coast. Um, I I kind of want some snow this year, though. Husky puppy, I like need Leia to have some snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending uh, Megan an Italian curse right now as we speak. Wait, just send the snow down here. Like, you don't need it up Yeah, there. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. We have not had My any God. major snow in, like, the past few years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I live in the tundra. Ugh. I know, compared to us down here. I think that's why I always wanted to visit Atlanta where they do the filming because I heard the weather is absolutely gorgeous. I heard it can definitely get muggy. You know, um, I've never been before. I know you have. What was mm -hmm. the weather like when you visited the locations? I went in November and it was pretty nice. It was rainy. It was a little bit rainy that week weekend when I went. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we should talk more about that definitely on one of our episodes mm. because I, I went to Atlanta last November 2022 and visited a bunch of the filming locations, including our beloved Skull Rock. <laughs> Skull Rock. Um, yep. Yeah, that picture that I did for the logo for the show did you take that that's picture? my picture yeah look at you girl <laughs> i didn't even steal it like it's my look, photograph <laughs> look at you love that um so that's cool but it was like i wore a jacket and a sweatshirt and sometimes took off the sweatshirt kind of like that's mm -hmm. it was like very temperate that's nice for november yeah exactly We have a lot to, I think, dive into today. Yes, we do. A lot of exciting things to discuss about Stranger Things. Absolutely. So basically today what we're going to be talking about is different like homages that we saw throughout all four seasons. What we believe, you know, inspired or paid pay tribute with the show that the Duffer brothers were kind of giving us little Easter eggs about, you know, certain seasons, definitely, you know, not only are there posters or artwork or certain shots that you see that remind you of different movies, books, or television um, from past decades, but there's also different references throughout. So we're going to be talking about, you know, basically those kinds of pop culture that kind of inspired and was clearly shown shining brightly throughout the past four seasons yeah so i'm super excited to hear you talk about those things because i feel like you have such a rich um knowledge of 
so many movies and things like that that they were inspired by. And I have a few that I kind of know a decent amount about and that I am excited to talk about um, and a few things that I've noticed too. So it should be a fun conversation. Yeah, awesome. And I know you're quite the Star Wars fan, so I actually cannot wait to hear you dive into that because I'm a Star Wars fan myself, you know, not huge, but I do know that that was really, really a heavy kind of theme, especially in the first few seasons. So I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, and I think that I feel like I could talk about it for like a whole episode but I'll just kind of like pick out (laughs) some of the like highlights that I um have seen so far and there's like certain things that don't necessarily connect to like theory wise like I do have like loose theories that could be related to Star Wars but I think a lot of people think that that would be a little bit too obvious in certain ways Mm -hmm. like I've talked to a friend and she's like well yes but like don't you think that would be too obvious? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Like, let me ask you something, okay? okay? And this isn't like, I'm sorry, people, like, spoiler alert, but if you haven't freaking seen the show by now, like, come on, is one of them, because I was convinced this was going to be it, was one of them, do you think Henry Vecna, one, is Eleven's father? That's kind of what I was alluding to with would it be too obvious Mm -hmm. with, like, Mm -hmm. Luke, I am your father. (laughs) Yeah. And him asking her, join me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But I mean, is that too obvious? Because I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be mad at it. I can tell you that. I'd be like, okay, well, that tracks, you know. But I think it's going to be a little bit more complicated than that. But then also with like Brenner, um, could potentially be Henry's father. Ooh. Didn't even think about that one. I don't know. I might have to flesh out my Star Wars theories a little bit more for the future. I'm definitely going to want to hear them for sure. (laughs) But the Star Wars connections are cool. And I mean, it's very like there's like obvious Star Wars things in the show with like the Millennium Falcon that Mike has in his bedroom and like Mm -hmm. references to like characters in Star Wars. So it's like they're obviously like the kids know Star Wars. The kids are Star Wars fans. I mean, Steve and Dustin fighting with lightsabers in season three. Like, that's one of my favorite scenes. Have you ever seen the edited, like, somebody on YouTube made it where it's real lightsabers when they do it? They, like, CGI'd them in. I've seen that. It's fantastic. Anyone who hasn't seen it, please look it up immediately. But I was like, I need to learn that handshake just for cool cred alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Owens. So Owens tells Eleven that she's our only hope. Ooh. <laughs> Which that is like right over my head. Yeah, yeah. So I have to maybe find that scene for you. And that is funny. Yeah, you know, because I kept telling people I said season four feels like the ending of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you well, know, and a four- lot of her like training and she mm-hmm. wants to leave so exactly. she's like definitely the luke skywalker character like um because she's like on dagobah like training with yoda basically and she wants i didn't to leave. even think about that either and Damn. he's saying like no you're not ready to leave 
I guess yeah. that's when it's it's um Owens. Is it Owens telling her she's not ready to leave? Owens wants her to leave. Like, he wants to help. It's Bremer that's like, no, you're not ready yet. Okay. So she wants to leave, but he's like, no, you're not ready yet. You don't know something. Like, mm-hmm. and then there's something that you don't know that is going to be really important. And and then um, that's kind of like the same as what happens in, at the end of Empire Strikes Back. But, like, Luke leaves anyway. And that's so also good. leaves anyway. So. That's so good because all I could think of was, as we know, the Empire Strikes Back. Like you feel kind of like they lost at the end. Like yeah, kind of everything's up in the air. And I kept saying that to a bunch of people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I could actually see that." You know, because at least with the other three seasons, even though like sad stuff happened, it was almost like neatly wrapped up that everybody was doing okay and they were yeah. seeing happier times. N- not here. Nope. Yes, exactly. Um, so that kind of fits too with like season four being like the Empire Strikes Back, um, mm-hmm. which the Return of the Jedi is my favorite. So I love that one too. That oh my gives God. us hope for season five. Right? See, <laughs> I love that. I love that um, that's your favorite. I know. I mean, Ewoks. You know. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. We like Steve, right? The one with the Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> I want that as my ringtone. The Steve noise and that I Steve are makes. the same person. <laughs> Hopefully, no like hardcore Star Wars fans are going to be listening and like criticizing me. They're marching to your house now as we speak. <laughs> I get so nervous talking about it. Um, which don't even get me started on the other one that I was going to bring up because. Lord of the Rings fans are like Ooh. super intense. <laughs> that they are because um my really good friend Billy, he's a huge huge Lord of the Rings fan and this past uh November me and my friend Jeanette, we both got the Shire is burning some more to where it is. And yeah. literally he was so disgusted. He was like you haven't even rent the Hobbit. And I'm like it's from Stranger Things as well. And he's like, <laughs> he just had such a headache with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know, but I know that that's a huge part, even dealing with season one, because don't they say yeah. like the road that Will goes missing, Mirkwood? Mirkwood. <laughs> that's from the yes. books, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they say that in the show too, very obviously, like, oh, it's a Lord of the Rings thing. And then they argue about it because then they're like, no, yeah. the Hobbit. <laughs> They're asked in the police station. I think it's or is it in the school? So disgusted. I think they might be in the school, like being questioned Mm -hmm. by the police. So, what were some other big Lord of the Rings stuff that you like noticed? I think kind of like going in the upside down in Mm. season four, like and like traveling through um, was kind of very similar to. Um, when they're actually going to Mordor. So it's kind of like a direct kind of reference to that. I feel like I'm inadequate, like to discuss like the big, huge um, connections that are probably there, but it's fun to notice them. Yeah, it's nice because it kind of shows you that like the Duffer brothers were probably huge fans of these two franchises, which are epics you know everybody always asks like what's a really good epic 
And even though I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan myself, I am a, you know, fairly good Star Wars fan. I always go watch those two franchises. You'll feel like you went on an adventure yourself. So I think that's clearly something that must have been really big for them growing up. And that's why they showed it being big for those kids, because they're from the 80s when obviously those books, I believe there was an animated like movie of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Hobbit. something like that. And Star Wars, clearly it was really booming with those last two films in the trilogy, the original trilogy. Right, exactly. And I think it's it's something that is, I don't know, universal to kind of like get into those like fandoms. So I feel like mm. I'm just like, oh, I like the Duffer Brothers. I like read The Lord of the Rings when I was in high school. But um, yeah, so it's cool to like have that connection. Um to these things be showing up in that sh in this show that um i don't know makes me enjoy it even more so absolutely i think it's like especially nice for people our age or even older you know because they're like oh well i i know what that is you know that that was a part of my life and i think it's kind of cool too that it might even be introducing these kinds of things to younger audiences who may have heard of it before but were never interested. And the same goes with D&D. &D. You know, I know plenty of people, they didn't know what the hell Dungeons & Dragons was until the show hit, and now they're huge about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and there's been, like, a new Lord of the Rings show. There's been mm -hmm. so much new Star Wars things. So it's, like, oh, franchises, yeah. like you said, that are continuing to kind of expand and to have that reflected in oh also in this show that we love also is pretty cool i'm telling you kids these days you don't realize how lucky you are because i remember revenge of the sith came out when i was in high school okay i'm talking like a junior i want to say and they, we thought that was it that was it there were no tv shows disney yeah. Plus now has like four tv shows yeah and you know it's just it's so much like, yeah, you know, some people may say it's oversaturated, but I feel like as a nerd that just loves this stuff, the fact that there is a Lord of the Rings TV series, there is several Star Wars, you know, there are new movies, shows like Stranger Things, I think that's the reason why they become so beloved, because, man, you guys are lucky to have this kind of stuff out now, because when me and Megan were younger, you'd get a movie and... That was that's it. Basically, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's a good point because I feel very conflicted over whether or not I want like spinoffs and things like that of Stranger Things, um, which that's a good like tie into this conversation because those franchises, like the originals were kind of like the the most nostalgic. And with the Lord of the Rings, it's like the books like it would have yep. been great to just have the books like and mm -hmm. I mean granted I did read the books because the movies were coming out and I was always yep. like oh I need to read the book first like that's always been my um me too. kind of like philosophy <laughs> of life yep. um because once you see a movie it's hard to go back and read the book and you're like yeah. oh I wish I had read it first kind of thing it's hard to um, use your imagination I feel after you see the movie yes. you know no matter how well it's done it's kind of better to make up your own thing in your head while you're reading it so I agree with you right. there I'm sure there are like purists who are like oh we could have stopped at the books or the Star Wars people who mm -hmm. are like oh we could have stopped at the original trilogy like we didn't yep. need the prequels or the sequels or all the tv shows but it's it's fun that they exist so yeah. 
I feel like I have kind of like the same thought process about like the Stranger Things universe. Like, yeah, if we get more, great. If mm -hmm. we don't, this was an epic like <laughs> thing yep. to exist, and I'm so grateful that it does because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious because I heard like what like first the Duffer Brothers said certain characters would never get spin off you know, shows that their story will be done. That was just recently. And then there's been kind of like a rumor that there might be an animated TV series. And people have asked me, they're like, well, you're probably, you know, one of the biggest Stranger Things fans we know. Would you watch it? I said, out of curiosity, yeah. You know, yeah. but to be completely honest, like, you know, it, you can't talk perfection, but I guess it all comes down to how, season five leaves us because i gotta tell you we were already feeling withdrawals after volume two of season four hit so who knows and i think it just depends on like how the project's actually created and who's involved and if the duffer brothers have anything to do with it so we'll definitely have to wait and see right and i guess that kind of ties into the play also because we mm -hmm. said we were gonna maybe touch on that today we do want to talk about it a little bit more in our maybe next episode but um i definitely want to see the play like um so hopefully i'll be able to whether i don't know that i'll go to london but if it comes <laughs> to new, if it was in new york i would be there in a heartbeat oh um, yeah that's oh, like yeah. right in the middle for us so we yep. can meet there <laughs> um we high so, five at the entrance yeah yeah exactly um but I like say that I'm conflicted, but I'm like all for it. Like really. Oh yeah. So, um, if I won the lottery tomorrow, guys, me and Megan, our asses would be on the first plane out there because yeah, we've heard to nothing London, but amazing sure. things. Yeah. Exactly. Now you said like you've been following the cast involved and stuff, and the premiere I believe just happened not too long ago. Yeah. It looks like it's gonna be good, and I love something that shows the origins. Right. of something that's going to happen do you know like roughly when this is supposed to take place the play it's in the 1950s okay. um so it's when joyce and hopper and bob are in high school oh um, i love that yeah so i um i have not really read any spoilers i've just no. like watched um like the Instagram stories of like the cast that is in the play and it looks like they're having a fantastic time. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think that the play is getting really good reception from like yeah. the community of like theater there and everything. So that's just cool because it's not like just some random thing to pay homage to stranger things. It's like its own like triumph in its own right as a play. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Now, what's can you explain this to me? What does a shadow play mean? What's that? I'd have to look it up. Um, I, the first shadow is the title of the play. Um, okay. But I don't know exactly what that terminology is with like the theater. So I'm gonna um, yeah I'm gonna we'll have, have to look, look that, that up because I'm like, do they do shadow puppets? Like no freaking idea. Clearly yeah. not a theater kid. Well, but, um, um I do know. I think Max, who plays um Al Munson, um Eddie Munson's father, was was maybe sick. So I'm sure they have like understudies mm -hmm. who have to step in, like if a cast member is 
sick for like an i mean he's back now it said yeah um on his he said on his instagram story today i think that he was back but they might have done like a couple performances without him because that's just how life theater works yeah. you, you can't you have to have an understudy you can't um like be left in a lurch if somebody is not able to perform so mm. um yeah and they were doing like a i guess not it was like previews too which again i'm okay. not really like familiar with like yeah, I, no I, I guess like that's like before the grand premiere you're able to go see it and they're still kind of like working out the kinks of things but you can act, you can see it so that's cool. um, yeah i think that was what they were doing for the first couple of weeks and then they were actually yeah premiering it and then there was so lots basically of... episode one and two of this podcast this is our preview guys <laughs> yeah, this is our preview yeah. oh yes because we're still working at the kinks <laughs> yeah we're, we're figuring it out, man. We're figuring it out. I just we'll think it's so there. cool that this show, this TV show, is so big that there is, like, an actual play that could, who knows, maybe one day come to the States and be on Broadway, that it's that big. Yeah. And everyone I've, like, followed online that has gone to see it has had nothing but great things to say about it. So, yeah. you know, either it will come to the States, hopefully, we win the lottery or maybe Netflix will do like a live, you know, streaming thing of it that yes. possibly maybe One viewers could see it. Three things is going to happen. For it sure. will happen. <laughs> well, will it to happen, but, but yeah, it needs be to happen exciting. before season five, because I feel like mm -hmm. we need that lore going into season five. Absolutely. So. Cause they didn't, they say they were like, this is actually kind of like a helpful thing to watch to help yes. you understand it better. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into some of the movies and films that you wanted to talk about today. Ooh. And I promise that maybe we'll revisit the Star Wars and Lord of the Rings things when I do some more research. I got to be honest, as I was like trying to pull them out of my hat, I was like, Empire Strikes Back. And then I'm like, <laughs> Dustin saying that like Nancy's like Lando. I, I was drawing blanks as well. So don't you yes. worry. No, it's but lot. it's definitely there. And that's what we kind of wanted to talk about today. Like those are huge things in the show that are references and that are there. And again, maybe like we talked about with D&D &D last week, we could get someone mm. else on here who has a lot of Star Wars knowledge and wants to kind of talk about that kind of stuff with us or same with Lord of the Rings. So that would be fun things to do in the future, I think. That would be awesome. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so yeah, I would have to say like the number one thing, and if anybody follows me on Instagram, stay still reviews, um, I recently actually just posted about this. Any Stephen King fan out there, which the Duffer brothers, their next big project is actually going to be the Talesmen, I believe. Yeah, I was going to bring it. that up. So I had it written down here. It's, mm -hmm. it's the book that Lucas is reading to Max at the very end yes. of season four. So she's in a coma yep. in the hospital and Lucas is reading this book to her. And I immediately, I was like, well, what is he reading? Like, I feel like this is going to mm. be important. Um, so I think it's fascinating that the Duffer brothers are going to do this adaptation of the talisman. Um, and it was Stephen King and someone else. There's another author to that um, we'll who actually just passed away, I think. Mm -hmm. So, We'll add that and we'll put it in the show notes. 
Oh yeah, we'll have so to look that up. Fancy podcasting term. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I started listening to it because like I'm a big okay. audio book person. Um, but it's very long and very like fantasy. It's it's way more fantasy, I think, than okay. Stephen King usually does, which I'm not I've never actually read a Stephen King book, but um because horror is not like my like, not your thing, yeah. Not my thing, even though... I'll recommend like, some of his tamer stuff to you, don't you worry. Yeah, that would be great. Because I love Stranger Things, and people are like, well, how do you watch Stranger Things if you don't like horror? Like, that doesn't make sense. But I feel like there's enough, like, it's it's mild, right? Like, yeah, it's like to some coke. extent. Yeah, <laughs> and there's enough, <laughs> like, of the sci-fi fantasy-type elements that I do like that the horror is just kind of, like, another layer that I can like handle in that situation um but i did start listening to the talisman and i i want to go back and finish it at some point especially because i have to read the book before i see any sort of movie or tv show adaptation (laughs) but yeah now i'm intrigued i'm glad you brought it out they brought it up so um recently me and my friend brandy and her husband we went on the stephen king tour this was the second time i did it up in bangor maine i told hold on i told Brandy, I was like, we already mentioned you three times on the first episode. So oh, yeah. shout out, Brandy. Shout out, Brandy. Love you, Brandy. Um, and Andy. Yeah, she, and Andy. Shout out, Andy. Love you, Andy. Um, it's called SK Tours. Shout out to Jamie, who runs it. If you live anywhere on the East Coast and you are a Stephen King fan, I highly recommend the tour. Super, super cool. But he does bring up how the Duffer Brothers, the tour guide, when he's driving around in the bus, he brings up how the Duffer Brothers, that's going to be their next project. And that guy's probably the biggest Stephen King fan I've ever met. And he was like, if anybody's going to be able to do it right, it's going to be these two. So clearly, you know, they've spoken in interviews about how Stephen King had a lot to do with their upbringing. You know, they're big fans of his books and movies. So it really reflects, you know, not only is it, the title card, the font that they use for Stranger Things, it's very similar to the font that King's publishing company, Viking Publishing, used in the 80s with mm-hmm. Cujo, Christine, then in the 90s, Needful Things. And when it first premiered in 2016, almost everybody said the same thing. They were like, that's almost like Stephen King novel font. And I noticed um, probably the biggest thing, like I said, that I posted about before was I always say, and not to be mixed up with the Zac Efron remake that we shall not talk about, but the 1984 Drew Barrymore movie, Firestarter from 1984, I always say Firestarter walked so Stranger Things could run because that is literally, anytime someone's like, well, what's Stranger Things about? I go, imagine if Firestarter had been made into a TV show. And just down to... You know, the Hawkins lab being just like, you know, the lab from Firestarter that they were experimenting on college students in the 1960s, which really was going on. Mm-hmm. Kids trying to make an easy buck, not knowing what they were taking. And children, them not accounting for children actually being born with these special abilities. And especially in season one. Eleven really reminds me of the character that Drew Barrymore plays, Charlie McGee, that she's very sheltered. She doesn't really know how to control her power, Um, that basically, you know, she's desperate for a family, for love to be normal. 
And even down to the, you know, the last scene when she banishes the Demogorgon and says no more, even though it's, you know, nothing like the fire massacre that Drew Barrymore does at the end of the movie in uh, Firestarter. But you can definitely see the similarities that these two characters are very, very similar. And even down to the synthwaves music that they use with Tangerine Dream, you see a lot of little references mm -hmm. like that. So I would say Stephen King is a huge thing that you see throughout all four seasons, but especially in season one. And everyone always says that season one reminds me of them, like of the Goonies yeah. and E.T. with them dressing up, Eleven with the wig and stuff. And yeah. I would say, yeah, it's like the Goonies meets E.T. meets Firestarter. That's okay. definitely season one for me. That's so cool. I um. Is it, can I watch that? Like, is it going to? I think you would be able me? to handle it. Okay. Yeah. It's it's more sci-fi. Like once yeah. you start watching it, Megan, you're gonna go. This is literally Stranger Things. Yeah. Like this is creepy. How close this is to Stranger Things. And I do I do like the Goonies. I need to rewatch. Oh that. yeah. So as a kid, loves the <laughs> I could not watch E.T. Like I thought E.T. was too scary for me as a child. I don't know why. <laughs> Megan, he is freaking terrifying. Yeah, I watch. I, I, I grew thing. up watching it, but recently I looked towards somebody and I went, you know, when like Elliot's in like what is that cornfield or something, and he sees it going. Aah. Imagine that thing running after you, and he waddles when he runs, yeah. running after you full speed. I would get a freaking shotgun, people. That's terrifying. <laughs> it's so scary terrifying even though this whole year i have kind of resembled et when he gets sick <laughs> no he's laying way. in the no stream way, no. <laughs> you know but do That's you so see funny. like kind of like the et thing with season one yeah and like the bikes i mean the bikes i think are like a huge thing like in 80s yep. movies too like riding the bikes around so i feel like that bike scene of et is like the classic like et like <laughs> that's what you think of I had coworkers just evading the police. Yeah, I had coworkers um, that wrote that did for Halloween one year. We had like a Halloween parade at school, yeah. and they did ET. Like the one was on a bike, and then no, the other one not. a mask and like a sheet over. <laughs> that is incredible. It was such a good costume. Like that is amazing. So yeah. Oh my god, ET. I mean, classic. But um, yeah, like you see that, I think with like the kind of like the teenager aspect with Nancy and Barb and, you know, uh, Jonathan and Steve, a bit of a sprinkle, a John Hughes, you know? Yes. Yeah. And um, definitely like, you know, you see posters of like Jaws and Evil Dead and Jonathan and Will's, you know, um, bedrooms. And I love that. Right. Um, what's the teacher's name? Mr. Clark. Mr. Mr. Clark. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, man. My memory uh, works sometimes. <laughs> that's great. Him watching the Thing remake, and I love that they bring it up again in season three when they have the new Coke debate, which I'm sorry. I was sent a package of that, which great promotional thing that they did in 2019. They sent the new Coke, which was the recipe supposedly when they changed it in the 80s, I I drank it. I'm not really a big soda fan, but I was like, oh, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. Well, I'm not a huge Coke drinker either, so I feel like I would not be able to tell the difference. But maybe if you drank Coke all the time, you would be able to yeah. tell. 
yeah, I was like, this is uh but I do love the whole thing of Lucas being like, oh, it's like, you know, the remake of the thing. So I love that it shows that, you know, there's still huge fans in that. But um everyone's always like, well, with season two, you know, you have the obvious things like the Ghostbusters, which this is one little bit of detail, which I know you absolutely loved as well, that Dustin, Lucas, and Mike have, like, the really nice jumpsuits that probably they mailed away for them, which a lot of people were given the show crap, being like, no, this didn't exist. Uh, yeah, they did, actually. I had one in kindergarten, and I was that <laughs> weird-ass kid that would wear my Ghostbusters jumpsuit, like, in June around <laughs> circle time. Of course So you they did. existed. <laughs> of course I did. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally normal. But, um... You know, I love that Wills is more homemade. Yeah. Because Joyce doesn't have the money. That just, that pulls on the heartstrings. Yeah. I love yeah. that, that she made it. Oh, my mom my always God. made my Halloween costumes as a kid, too. I so. love that. <laughs> See? It's just like, it's realistic. That's what yes. I love about it, you know? And another big thing I noticed with season two was, and it's just like, a bit of a music cue that I always, my ears go up at, but it's when um, Dustin's showing Dart around. And when Dart escapes, the little music cue sounds just like the Gremlins music cue mm -hmm. when he's running around. So I'm, I'm sure that's like, intentional because that's yeah, such a, that's like, a good reference too. Which would make sense too because they both came out the same year that the show's supposedly taking yeah. place in. But yeah. yeah, season three, just, you know, you have your classic jaw references. I can do anything I want in the chief of police. Back to the future, clearly. Yeah, um, season three. Which, I'm sorry, Steven Robbins' reaction, highest kites watching Back to the Future. My Probably my favorite, like, non-dramatic moment is Robin just going, and it's that long shot of Erica and Dustin looking at them. And Robin going, what's going on? And just Steve going, I have no idea. And they're <laughs> eating the trash popcorn. Yeah, it's the best. It's so That's good. classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else? I definitely saw like hints of Red Dawn. And I saw that as well as in this season, season four, especially when they all suited up to go into the Upside Down for the final battle. Bit of the Lost Boys. But I'd say the biggest two things were A Nightmare on Elm Street and dream warriors i know you probably you're not a fan of those movies but between having robert england you know the whole thing of snapping out of the dreamlike state the music mm -hmm. um being able to go into those different worlds Vecna was basically this new version of freddy krueger okay. and it's almost eerie how similar the first kill in a nightmare on elm street tina's death is to Chrissy's death because it happens in front of her boyfriend. She gets thrown up on the ceiling. He can't wake her up. And the same thing with Eddie, you know? And in fact, the next day after it premiered, my tattoo artist, shout out Shane Murphy, woo! <laughs> he literally sent me a text and he was like, wow, Eddie's just like the boyfriend from A Nightmare on Elm Street. People think he killed this girl, but really he wasn't able to wake her up and he witnessed this horrific death. So those were definitely like the big, big things that I saw. I'm sure there's a ton more. I'll have to definitely go back and rewatch them for the 19th time. But um, yeah, I feel like if this season was dark, I'm curious to see what other movies or franchises they're going to be homaging in season five. Yeah, that's that's going to be fascinating because I feel like there's 
And I've heard criticism of it before that there's like hardly anything that's like original in the shows because it's all kind of like sort of borrowed from other places. But like if I'd never seen that show, so like I have no idea or that movie, I had no idea that that reference was being made. And like people who have never seen Star Wars maybe don't Mm -hmm. get certain references. And there's just so many things meshed together that I think it absolutely is impressive to like put together this original thing, but still tie in so many different um, media and movies and things like that music references to this era and it, I think it's super impressive and I wonder how much like because there's other writers of the show right mm-hmm. but like I feel like Matt and Ross like all of those little things it's got to be them like yeah like, it's got to be intentional yeah yeah and it's got to be I'm, I mean I'm sure they hire some people who also have like knowledge of these other movies and things like that and like are able to like weave some of them in there but like I feel like the majority of it comes from like Matt and Ross's mind um and I love that like they incorporate too like with the year like with season three the movie that they go to see is Day of the Dead my personal favorite out of the original Dead franchise, but there's a and only hardcore, I feel like horror movie fans would pick up on this. It's when Steve and Robin are tied to the chairs and they're laying down and she's telling them about Mrs. Clickety Clack's class. The music's from Day of the Dead. Mm. And it's just little things that I think they throw out there. They're like, well, that movie came out in 1985. Here's a little music cue from it. And it's yeah. such nice little, I don't know, surprises, Easter eggs, treats for fans and if you had never heard of that movie before you're just like whoa beautiful music is playing you know like i wonder i mean i guess i i want to know like who the people that pick the music are like i don't Mm. like who who's making all this decision these decisions like it's such a cool like team i guess that they've put together of people that make this kind of like all come together the way that it does it's amazing that it's such a well-oiled machine because I got to tell you when volume when the volume two trailer dropped, I remember it just showed, I think it's a less than three second clip of Eddie playing the guitar. So everybody was trying to think of like, what was he going to play? And these guitar experts out there, they knew yeah. from the placement of his fingers that it was Master of Puppets. Now, I personally had only heard that song once before in the movie Old School where they kidnap everybody. <laughs> And with Will Farrell with the pantyhose on his head. But literally, I was like, this is actually a perfect song because Vecna is like puppeteering all these people. This is ingenious. Like, did they think of that right off the bat? It just goes to show you what incredibly talented writers they are to put yeah. that amount of detail in. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, how much, um, how much the music is like a clue to the storylines because people like to like pick apart like lyrics of the mm-hmm. songs and things like that. And it's like, is this intentional or is it just like a happy coincidence? Um, which I think that kind of ties in um, to something else I'm going to talk about with like season one and a theory. But before I get into that, I did want to mention one more thing. Oh, um, Lost Boys, you... Mm. talk about lost boys so i did watch that like last Woo! summer um girl. and loved it oh my gosh mm. um but so I, and i just think it's it's um 
fun for me to watch certain things. And like I was talking about with Star Wars and it's like, I wonder if this will like give us any clues to like the next season with like the references, because it was um, interesting for me in that where it was like, oh, if you if you kill the like the big bad, then all of the other like half vampires like will come back. <laughs> it's like, yep. Let me like have my delusional like oh, oh yeah if we kill the big bad like everybody else is gonna be fine <laughs> like I'm holding on to hope man I'm telling you and Vecna's like oh they're not really gone they're with me so it's like oh well like if we kill you then we can get them back <laughs> exactly I'm like how does that work you know so I like to like latch on to like things like that in my mind. certain things in season one that like I when when I was rewatching season one at one point what is the um song there's a song on the soundtrack and it's like a song about down the rabbit hole oh it, it plays um I know which one you're talking about it plays when Benny gets killed yes so I I made like a soundtrack and I want to do this for all the seasons but like I made my own playlist for all the songs because Love they don't that. put all the songs in the show like on the official yep. soundtracks. So let's see. I think it's it's called White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Yes. Oh, good memory. Good. Well, I just looked it up. So what like one pill makes you larger, one pill makes you small. So I need to rewatch Alice in Wonderland because I feel like I I've seen like versions of it, but I don't know like all of or maybe I should read the book right Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um but in the beginning of season one like multiple times you see like hopper taking pills like prescription yep. pills um and they have like they like referenced him like take like the other cops were talking about yeah like him doing that too and there is a line when i guess it's when they find will's body in the quarry and um he's comforting Joyce like his mm. whole like monologue there talking about when he lost his daughter and things like I that I used to see things um, too yeah. yeah and it's he t it's like talking about like being down in a hole like he like literally says it was like I was down in a hole so it's like Ooh. this whole like rabbit hole like I, I I feel like there's just something there I and know. guess who goes down in a hole in season two exactly Hopper. exactly <laughs> so it's just all these cool little things that like I think are fun to notice and might mean something in the future might connect in a certain way because in season four, we get a new character and guess what her name is. We don't get to know her very well, but Alice, like mm -hmm. Alice in Wonderland. I think that's kind of a cool just thing to know. That'd be interesting to do like a real deep dive on that. Cause I think definitely you're going somewhere cause Wonderland is down the ground and that's right. kind of technically where the upside down is, but yeah, that's really interesting. I love that. The White Rabbit. So in season four, Holly, who looks a lot like Alice, in my opinion, little blonde mm. girl, Holly is on her light bright, which we should mention that in our oh, merch. Yes. Do you have the light bright? <laughs> oh, I have it, baby. I want one of those light brights so bad. So bad. But do you know what she do you know what she's making? They take the light bright from her to like do the upside down communication. But she's, she's making she's making she's a making white a rabbit. rabbit. Yeah, a white oh, rabbit. What? 
Yeah. And I think there's, I've seen some things on Reddit about it a little bit too. I was like looking it up. I was like, I can't be the first person who noticed this. Like who else is talking about this? And there was only like a little bit, a little bit of like people kind of like chattering about it um, on Reddit. But that's fantastic. And then she's making something else on the light bright at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I it like kills me because I can't tell what she's making. Can't tell what it is. And I'm like, I want to know what she's making because it's it's probably maybe it's a hint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it's incredible that there's all these little things. Like I just remembered when you were talking about Hopper giving his speech, another great music cue in season four when he's telling Dimitri about how he feels like he's cursed. That music that plays is from 1986's movie, The Hitcher. It's basically, you know, that movie alone is about symbolism of how you can't escape death. And it's just amazing that I feel like almost everything, some people could be like, you guys are looking too into it. But I think subtle little, like we said, music cues, the light bright, little things like that, they're in there for a reason. This is a multi-million dollar show. I feel by now, Everything is in there, especially these later seasons. They're in there for a reason. I just think there's some sort of connection between like, so you have a Hopper's daughter and then Eleven. But then mm-hmm. now you also have Holly, who's getting a little older, Alice. And I think Alice, so like I said, no spoilers for the play, but just things that I've seen on like the casting. Like I feel like she's kind of a bigger part in the play. So I'm hoping that we might get like some clues to like what her like importance further importance might have been that'd be so cool yeah if you look at like the curtain call at the end like I've seen so many like people like posting it on Instagram there's like a little girl in a experiment like hospital Mm -hmm. gown just like 11 in the 50s so like who is this interesting and it's not henry because we know who henry is too and Mm. he's a little bit older but like i think the little sister has like more of a role to play so it's interesting absolutely like i said not really a theory but just kind of like some half-baked ideas that (laughs) spiral around (laughs) in my mind (laughs) telling you making me notice stuff so that's amazing before, I guess before we move on, were there any other movies or things that you wanted to shout out for right now? Actually, I want to ask you if you know this. Okay. Do you know, I'm sure you know, do you know what Steve and Nancy were dressed as for Halloween? A lot of people don't know this. I feel like I've heard people talk about it. And it's so cute because, like, they talk about, like, how they spent a long time on those costumes, right? Which I was like, like... really? That took you a long time? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad somebody else said that because I'm like, really? <laughs> Guys. <laughs> you could have done better. <laughs> you could you, you could have done better, not going to lie. But do you know what it's from? No, tell me. Tell me. They are dressed as Tom Cruise and Rebecca DeMoy, I believe I'm saying her name right, from Risky Business. Oh, okay, that's so cool. And it, that's a little little callback from season one when he starts singing the song from it to her. Yeah, because he's trying to get her to go see a movie with him in that scene. And she he's like, your boy is in it. I forget the movie that he wants her to All go see. All the right see. moves. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, your boy is in it, like from Risky Business. <laughs> and I mean, Nancy has a Tom Cruise poster. 
I love Remember? it. She's like, that's old. I'm like, Nancy, please. Robin was Any like, <laughs> Robin was so excited about that. Her going through that entire room, I just died at her just being like, oh. look at this. I so love Robin good. so much. And love the whole her. Robin, Nancy friendship in season four is adorable. But uh, filming updates, have you heard now? Is it true that they did a casting thing? Tell me about that. What's going on there? But it was another, I think, Stranger Things Instagram that kind of shared the information. But there, it's like a public casting agency that they use um, to find extras and stuff for the show. So mostly people oh, cool. who live around the Atlanta area can kind of go and um, try to be on the show. Um, but mm -hmm. I think the very first casting calls that they are starting for, are for like fittings and stuff on january 5th Ooh. so it is coming up just yeah. one week from as we're recording this it's one week from today by the time this episode comes out that they will have already i think let's see what we were going to release this episode on on the 5th look at that <laughs> happy 5th yeah <laughs> so as you're listening to this people are currently getting ready to be extras in the show and it did say that they were looking for high school students okay so that was one of the things so there could be some high school scenes we also noticed that they were looking for various adult roles with and some with medical or paramedic experience Oh, interesting so right away i was like oh is this gonna be like a hospital scene mm. or maybe you had said like the earthquake just happened oh yeah so, the like, aftermath rescuing people things like that so that kind of like is interesting because we also feel like we're getting a time jump mm. but I do feel like we didn't get to see the like, aftermath of like we had that time jump in season four yeah. that always bothers me oh. like those couple days where we don't see what happens and I think that that's going to be an important kind of like key yeah maybe like, they'll show us what happened during those two days that we missed you know right so and we could potentially get that and then still the time jump mm -hmm. too like and go back and forth a little maybe different timelines yeah speaking of back to the future like i feel like we've heard the theory that there's time travel mm. in season five um and i think that could potentially link to like the upside down being trapped in the past 83 yeah in the upside down it's still 1983 so i think that could come into it those are some filming updates that i think can tie into some pretty cool theories that's awesome yeah did you want to talk about any of the other things that ross has shared on his instagram the biggest thing that kind of jumped out to me um had to be when they were doing like their shot list, which I absolutely love that they were using the Funko Pops to do so, because why not? And I'm sure everybody, including myself, zeroed in on the first one because it showed kind of like certain pops, certain characters grouped together. And then off to the side, Steve's the only one laying down. So I'm trying like face down, face down or no. Was he face down? He's either face down. And or Max is side. upside down. Max is upside down. Steve's just down and I'm like don't think about it don't think about it don't think about it because dear god that's all we need but he they he you know kind of teased with that and said the shot list for the first few episodes were complete 
And um, he also, like we said, we teased them airing out the high school. They're in the big industrial-sized fans to fan it out and clean it out. And the biggest hint that it was going to take place during the winter was they were showing that there was like a mid to early November winter can drive that was on a bulletin board. So I think right. when they were hinting like, oh, it's going to really go back to the roots of season one, this is probably going to take place in the same month, November, around the winter time. So we might get to see those Christmas lights again, guys. Who knows? The previous images that came out of Steve and Jonathan together, yes. a lot of people were like, yes, we're finally getting <laughs> some Jonathan and Steve like bonding, working together. <laughs> like, can't wait for that because we definitely don't need them pitted against each nope. other anymore <laughs> no more love triangles please um, yes <laughs> so i'm excited for that um and did you see when joe Keery and charlie were together and kind of like recreated the picture that killed me i love that they were like you guys better pray the strike ends soon because this is what we're gonna get yeah you know like th there was between that and then the shot of like dustin nancy jonathan and you don't see who's driving, but I'm going to assume it's Steve driving a car in the upside down. I'm like, I need to see this happen because it hasn't happened yet. So the little crumbs that we're getting so far, I mean, I got to tell you, we're getting pumped over. And I think we can like tease our next episode a little bit because we're going to talk more about the cast and some of um, the updates for them and yep. their other projects that they've been working on. Um, but I just want to, can we talk about the nail bat picture? Absolutely. Did you see that? I, I swooned. <laughs> right away, I was like, that is amazing. I could not wait until next week to talk about it. So, and if you watched the um, the interview that Joe Keery was on The Tonight Show mm -hmm. um, with Jimmy Fallon. And so Jimmy Fallon showed the two pictures of like Steve behind the scenes pictures of Joe Keery as in his costume as Steve holding like multiple nail bats kind of like lovingly <laughs> like a baby and it sounds like joe joe keery wanted to recreate that with the nail so bats perfect Argo because he was like oh yeah it was me and the prop guys did it <laughs> so perfect like just him lovingly looking down at them like they're a newborn infant just beautiful like the true mvp and as soon as i saw on Fargo, I'm I'm behind on oh. Fargo. I still have a few episodes to catch up on. But um, as soon as I saw the girl like nailing nails into a nail bat, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna either get a scene with Joe Keery with the nail bat in his hands or a behind the scenes picture, and we got both. We got both. <laughs> we got both. Yeah, I can't and I wait. Called it so fast. <laughs> Cannot wait next week to talk about Fargo because. A lot of these cast members, you know, they've been, despite the strike, you know, after season four wrapped a few years ago, they were able to join some really cool projects. And even while they were filming the past seasons and even before the show started, they've been in a lot of good stuff. So I can't wait to deep dive with you on that. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. And I feel like we could do multiple episodes about that, too, because it's such a big cast and mm -hmm. they're all they've all been in so many things. So. Any merch updates? I do need to give a little shout out to Five Below. Um, I'm fairly new to Five Below. I was like, what is this? Um, 
definitely a great place to go if you need to think of a last minute gift. But I think much like Target and Walmart, they must have had a licensing or an affiliation with them because the last couple of months, they've actually carried some pretty cool Stranger Things merch. I am wearing, nobody can see me, but I am wearing my Hawkins High headphones that light up. And yeah, they're so cool. Had no idea that they lit up. So I look like I belong <laughs> in a rave right now. But um, that they did the hidden time capsules where it's the grab bag, the mystery bag of the characters, which is like crack to me. They're so expensive addictive. and yeah. addictive and I can't stop and I never get the Because you just want to see what you, you're going to get. It's a little <laughs> bit of serotonin. You know, we need any bit we can. But Wait, when been... you open it, though, do you, like, go straight to the thing or oh, do you yeah. do the clues? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm a child. I rip it open with my teeth. I'm like, let me see. And then I go, ah, when it's something I didn't want. But um, the first time I opened one, I was trying to like do it the way you're supposed to. Like open the first clue, open the second clue. (laughs) I think the first one I ever did was actually my Steve one. And I'm completely alone in my kitchen. And I like pumped my fist up in the air and went, yeah. (laughs) And Quinn's looking at me like, you loser. But yeah, they had that. They sell keychains. They sell this really cool Demogorgon, like, remote control figure that's about the size of a Barbie. So, you know, kids, you can play, you know, Demogorgon eats your Barbie. And <laughs> lots of cool calendars and posters. But, yeah, if you need to find, like, some unique items, you definitely got to hunt in those stores. But they yeah. carry a lot of cool Stranger Things stuff. That's so cool. And that <laughs> the reference to the Demogorgon made me think of something that I forgot to tell you last week. So you made the joke um, that your students at school, mm-hmm. when the lights went out, they were like, the Demogorgon's going to get you. So I was on a field trip with my <laughs> students. We were like walking through the woods and there's this tree with like one of those like hole things in the bottom. That's amazing. Oh my god. I mean it wasn't a student, it was me. I'm like, it looks like a demogorgon's about to come out of that tree. So like like a portal to the outside down. That is incredible. I love that. The the kids were like, no. Yeah, they're like, we're over you. Go away. Um, yeah, but and I also always compliment them when they wear hellfire shirts oh hell yeah (laughs) even though i feel like i could never do it i have this one co-worker who on a pd day she wore her hellfire shirt and she was like i can't wear it any other day and i was like yep i'm gonna do this in the future like on a day when there's no students professional development if you're not in the teacher world yeah um I'm going to wear my Hellfire shirt next time. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that because I remember being like, I can't because technically says hell, which, you know, that's a reference to X-Men, by the way, guys. I know a lot of people just thought like, ooh, demons and this and that. No, if you're an X-Men fan, there's a lot of X-Men, you know, references as well with comic book stuff. It's the comic that um, when Will and Dustin are racing home, from mike's house like he's like whoever win if you win you can get my x-men whatever number i don't know what it is but i've looked that up before and that comic that dustin references that will is trying to win from him Mm -hmm. is the comic that talks about the hellfire Hellfire club Club. yeah and that's like season one and it comes back in season four with the hellfire club yeah Yeah. see full circle all the way guys yeah love it and I'm not like a big comic person. I don't think you're a huge comic person. I'm, I'm not a comic book person, but I'm a fairly good X-Men fan. So I kind of like okay. how much they 
you know, referenced mutants and this and that. But, you know, several people were like, oh, Hellfire Club. And I'm like, no, that's the club from the 1960s in X-Men. So I'm like, oh, no, like this is this is made to reference, you know, people who are really going to get it. But, yeah, you see those T-shirts everywhere. It's incredible whenever you see a celebrity wear it because it kind of shows how big of an impact this past season was across the world, you know. I had so much fun talking about this with you. I had so um, much fun as too. Always. <laughs> I feel like this conversation was super fun and I mean just left us a lot of things to come back to in the future too. Absolutely. So, before we wrap it up, do you want to do a quick round of would you rather? I would love to. So we're gonna try we did rapid fire questions last time. We're gonna do some would you rather questions today. And I was telling Stacy before we started recording, I randomly found these questions on my phone mm -hmm. and it was questions that had been asked to Joseph and Grace, but I couldn't remember what panel it was from. And Stacy said that it is from the New Orleans panel yeah. um, for Fan Expo. So um, I'll just ask you a few of the questions that they were also asked. And some of them I wrote down like what they kind of responded to mm -hmm. would you rather eat ego waffles or pizza for the rest of your life oh i'd have to say pizza it's my favorite food of all time what about you yeah absolutely pizza i mean i had never really i mean i'd had an ego because apparently joseph quinn had never had an ego in his life that um, is amazing but I know you and I are both eating a lot of Eggos lately. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we had to buy them. We had to get those Eggos. boxes. Yeah. I didn't get the chocolate chip ones. I forget what season it is, but that was the only season that I didn't get was the chocolate chip ones. Yeah, Eggos coming out of my eyes. Would you rather have Joyce as your mom or Hopper as your dad? Aw, that's a tough one because both are so amazing, but I would say Joyce is my mom because she's a sweetheart. What about you? Um, I feel like my dad reminds me a little bit of Hopper. Aww. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know why. I just get, like, Hopper has, like, such good dad vibes and yeah. I have a good dad. So um, I don't know. I kind of, like, want to keep my own mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, but if you had to, you know, it would be If nice I had to pick... Yeah, I think I'd go with Hopper as my yeah. dad. That's a good one. Um, Joe picked Joyce, just like you. Joseph Love Quinn that. picked Joyce. And Grace said, well, eventually you would get both. That's Dropper that is forever. Dropper <laughs> forever. Absolutely. Would you rather have Will's bowl cut or else shaved head? Jesus. <laughs> I really show my hair, but I would have to say... The shaved head, I guess. You can just start fresh. What about you? I don't know. That bowl cut's brutal. It is brutal, but it would grow out faster than a shaved head. All right. So I guess we will talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye, guys. See ya.
Psych. <laughs> and we're back. And we're Encore. back. Encore. <laughs> Woo. All right. That was so fun. But we have lots more fun things to talk about in our little secret segment here. Um, so what are you reading? What am I reading? <laughs> I'm reading so many different things. I have to be completely honest. I have to start making an actual more organized list because I'll, the only, you know, I'm only on Twitter for certain reasons, mostly the fan art. <laughs> oh my gosh. I said that we were going to, I, I didn't tell you this, but like, we have to make a rating for the podcast. And I was like, I think we have to call this explicit. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just in case, because just we literally, case. I don't think we've even cursed or anything, like, yeah. other than saying hellfire, but um, just in case in the future, this could get a little explicit. Good to know. I can say the word peepees now. Good. <laughs> peepees. I'm only on Twitter for the peepees. Um, yeah, and I'll li literally somebody will be like, here's a link, and I'll click it, and I'll read it. Um, but to go through, um, definitely I just recently read uh we'll listen to your podfic which was fantastic we will talk it's about such a that good story soon. though right so good so so good and it made the drive to maine go by so fast but um yeah i've been basically going back to some of the old classics um there's a really good one which okay so i am like usually i'm just like nope just give it to me steve and eddie hooking up that's it that's all i read but there's been a few where they've made him a mermaid i don't know man and i'll read the hell out of it Who's i'll read the, the hell out of it steve or eddie sometimes it switches but the last okay. couple of stories it's just been eddie and okay. there's a really good one and it's it's tame but it's called children of the sea by lev cross and that's a oh, really, you were telling me about this, I think. Really good one where basically Dustin and uh, Steve, they're at Lover's Lake and they're like fishing late one night. They accidentally catch a merman, which happens to be Eddie. And they think they're helping him by putting fresh water, like bottled water on his fin. And it makes him turn into like a real boy. And the person hasn't updated, I think, in over a year. I think the fix's dead, but it's very well written. It's adorable. It's a slow burn. But um, another one that I read was um, Eddie's Lost Songs by Sarah Smiling, where basically Steve is making mixtapes of all of the metal music. It's supposed to be following the events of season four, and Eddie's dead. And it's Steve trying to, like, grieve and come to terms with the fact that he never, like, admitted his feelings. And it's him making these mixed tapes of all the metal music that Eddie would have missed. And it's uh, pulls right towards the heartstrings. But those are the two that I just recently kind of, like, revisited. Um, besides that, it's just been all a haze of smut, to be completely honest. But really great yeah, smut, we may need I just that. say. We need that. What about you? What have you been reading? So I was reading a bunch of holiday stuff for a while because I was trying to get into the holiday spirit. So I love that. Um, and I did a bunch of recs on, on my Instagram of like holiday stories, a bunch of shorter ones, a bunch that have already been made into pod fix, which is cool because I, you know, we both love listening to fix as well so if you are not familiar with pod fix that's when someone records um an audio version 
of a fan fiction. So kind of like the audiobook version of fan fiction, um, which is super cool. And um, I think one of my favorites from the holiday stuff that I was reading, you you know, I was obsessed with like the holiday like I love yes. that, that movie the holiday we were talking about that like the whole like lead up to Christmas so, so there good. was um something slightly resembling gumption I think is the title of the fic and it was like a house swap more modern AU loosely inspired by the holiday it's Eddie and Nancy swap houses so Nancy is like an LA um reporter and she switches houses with Eddie, who lives in New York. So um, so it's also a romance. Nancy and Robin get together Love in New that. York. And then um, Eddie crashes Nancy's holiday, like office holiday party. That's amazing. And Steve is like a sports reporter oh. um, in Los Angeles. And they get together. And it's lovely. It's such good, like... You're gonna like have to send me that vibes yeah yeah that. um so really good um and then um on christmas or like yesterday maybe the day after christmas i finally started um we should just kiss like real people do mm-hmm. onion chiver um Such i had not author. read that one i think that was one of their earlier ones mm-hmm. um because I've read Your Divine. Oh my gosh. That was the first one I read. And then over the summer, I did Blackout Days, Fairground Night. So good and so heartbreaking. Oh, So, I mean, all of their fix are just like... <sighs> this person, incredibly talented. Such a good writer. And I think that they are potentially like going to be publishing books in the future. And I, I oh hope my they God. do. I hope so. They're an insanely talented writer. And they just like wrench your heart out and it's just good smut as well oh, but yeah. like uh everything so all the good all the good stuff so i'm only about halfway through and i and i know that like something's coming oh damn so i have to keep pushing through because pretty sure it's always like a happy ending blackout days was like an au like more modern um, modern au your divine is like the events after season four yeah yes but like vampire but this one is events after season four but like not vampire so it's just like interesting Stephen-y. i don't yeah. think i've read that one yeah they moved to san francisco like that's like a big kind of like plot point so you would remember that i think so it's like steve helping eddie recover but then there's another fight and eddie has to help steve recover and I know the fights aren't over, which Ooh. is, like, why I know that something else is coming later in the story. Tell me, is there only one bed? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. But, Damn. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's, like, they always write Steve so, like, delicious. Like, he's just... They really do. Ugh. I read, which one is it? Um, you probably remember the name of it. I'm not really into that. No offense to anybody who writes it or reads it. The Omega Beta stuff. Oh, Omegaverse. They did one. Yeah, they, ha- yeah, they did okay, one. Okay, so I think I'm, I have never read Omegaverse. I might mm-hmm. read there. It's it's different. I haven't finished it. I got to remember the name of yeah. it. But you'll find it. It's on their page. Very, very well written. It's really, really like, 
And I've, I've skimmed through a few of them and like, oh, yeah, I could take it or leave it. This is just really, really well written. Yeah. And I'm like, this goes to show you how diverse of an author this person is, that they could take any avenue and make yeah. it good. So that goes yeah. to show you. Yeah. So if I, I have like a couple authors where I'm like, if I'm going to get into an Omegaverse, like I, I like trust these authors. So I have like a that couple, person, a couple yep. like stories and authors like lined up that I might eventually dive in. So I'll report back if I ever do. <laughs> Okay. That's how I am with um, Morningberries. Like she wrote one that's more of like a fantasy and an alternate reality. And it's kind of like the cast route. Really not my style. It's her, you know, or them. And they did such an incredible job that I was like, man, they could literally write anything and I'll be here for it. So I agree. That's on my list to read also. So like you said, like I haven't read a ton of the cast, like vampire stuff, but like if certain people do it, like, I know that they'll do it well, and I'll read it for sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. You'll have to report back. I did read another really cute story. I should shout her out. I think it's Glitter Fang Art. Oh, yeah. Becca. Um, so we know, we are a huge fan of her art. Um, Big but time. But she also writes fix, and... Um, she wrote one called mushy stuff and i've told her that i like love it Ooh. so much but um it's uh steve um finds out that eddie doesn't think he likes romantic things so he's like well i'm gonna like romance you and it's so cute and there's like that's adorable. there's this miscommunication that I won't like spoil because it's a short story, but you have to read that one like immediately yeah. because I was just I, Ooh, I read me that link. Christmas night and I was just like dying because it was so adorable and so good and like so cute. my heart was like latching on to them because <laughs> there's like, you know, certain stories just write them so well and you like fall in love with them over again like oh yeah with that version of them so it's really cool something i love about it yeah and i guess i mean we don't have to talk too much longer today because like we said we have lots more um opportunities to talk about this but um i did mention robin and nancy so are there any other like yes i know we said we mostly would be talking about steady and that's our, kind of our um, our major pairing that we enjoy reading, but are there any other um, ships that you find cute or um, that you enjoy or maybe just enjoy seeing as like background relationships in the fix that you read? I'm honestly just for them, but I do like, I really don't mind seeing Robin and Nancy together. I feel like they're good for each other. There's that story, I'm sure you know the name of it, where steve's mother passes away and remember she calls him yes. little feather and i think there's a pod fic right there's a pod fic yeah so, so well done i don't know if i ever finished the pod fic but that was the other thing that i was going to talk to because i've kind of like um made friends with a bunch of the pod fickers so now that i've like recorded a couple pod fics so i'm um love that i i love i love all of them and i love their fix and it was like a multi-voice that they did so like there were yes. different like um different narrators for the different parts but yeah that was that's a really good one yeah I, I listened to it driving back from actually Philly this past June um so definitely like if you're on a long road trip I'd recommend it but it does show Nancy and Robin together 
and them kind of trying to give Steve and Eddie advice, being like, okay, well, as a same-sex couple, this is what's safe to do, you know, in 1987, 1988. This is what you guys could do as dates. These are cute ideas. So I always thought that was cute. What about you? Are there any other ships you support or like? So I, I do enjoy, I do like Robin and Nancy together, but my other really cute thing that I like for Robin is Robin and Chrissy. Like, Oh, yeah, I like them two together. Buckingham um, is her cute yep. little ship name. So I think there, and there's so a lot cute. of, um, I'm trying to, I'm probably going to blank on like names of fix right now, but there's a lot of fix that have them as like the background couple that I've really yeah. enjoyed. Um, so they're, they're fun together too. I mean, anybody who can like make our girl Robin happy, like she deserves the world. She really does. She truly does. There's certain authors. I'll read any pairing that they want to write because yeah. I love them. <laughs> They're that good of a writer. Yeah, so there you exactly. go. You know, adore a d u r e. Oh yeah, they do amazing. Anything work. they write, I will read it. Like yeah, they've written um, Stommy, Steve and Tommy, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I'll read it. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Again, whoever's going to make Steve happy. Like, yes, I think Eddie would do it best. But, like, whoever's going to make Steve happy, just that boy deserves it. We just want to see our boy happy. That's all. So, yeah, I think it's fun to just kind of let people know that even though we enjoy Steady, we think that anybody who, um, like, ships different people, that's valid mm -hmm. and... We're not going to judge you. We can Never. enjoy it. I even had some friends on Instagram that um, were Stancy shippers. So I, I'm I'm here for it. So, yep. Whatever floats your boat, man, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's a little, our little secret segment. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're really done for today. Um, and we will talk to everyone next week. Sounds good. See you then. Signing off. Yeah, signing off. Over and out.